Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. This is an ad-supported version from our partners at Bet Online and Manscaped, of which you will hear commercials throughout this broadcast. If you would prefer to hear a commercial-free version of the Sun Ranto Show, Every time the Sunranto show is released, well, then you go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash sunranto. You'll never hear another commercial again. Okay? So uh, check that out, and uh, here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Lucho Scali. Dude, I love wow. lip syncing you now. <laughs> now that we're video, I can, I can. Um, that sounded you, creepy, Danny. You know, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you something. On the old uh, Tonight Show with uh, Ed McMahon, when he was, here's Johnny. Did we actually see him saying, here's Johnny? Or or I, I don't remember. Yes. Yes. Ed okay. McMahon was in the upper back corner. Because he had he had that card in his hand, and he would read off the guests like real quick. He'd be like, "Welcome to the Tonight Show. Tonight, Tonight we have Milton the Merle. and now here's and he would and he would do the here's yeah yeah he'd do the thing over there. So that's some old shit right there, people. Hey fellas, ball game tonight. Ball game, baseball in Chicago happening. Wrigley Field on TV which is also kind of a rarity these days ever since Pandemica. And uh, luckily for us today on today's show, uh, we have a, a great friend of the podcast. Uh, we've, I, I don't remember how long he's been coming on the show, but he's a White Sox expert. And uh, well, let's just let him tell you about himself. We're going to bring him on right away. It's Josh Nelson from Sox Machine, which is kind of uh, like a sex machine, up? except for doing it inside your sock. Yeah, socks here. That's what we like to say. It's socks here. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> well, the magic sock that you had when you were in college and you had roommates. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood that. It's like so- socks are not soft. You know what I mean? Like, well, some socks are soft, but most socks that are owned by me are, you know, it's kind of rough. You know, you, you don't want to chafe yourself, people. I think well, it's we more were, about the catching ability. We are. We're a little a bit. Catcher. We're a little bit older, so American Pie movie come that when we're yeah, yeah. that age. So, uh, Josh, welcome to the show. Um, 
you you are a white se- well tell everybody about yourself like what, what do you do where are you from how are you <laughs> okay. how's how's, sure. pan- how's the uh how's the pandemic treating you oh it's going great right everybody's <laughs> doing awesome no uh for those that don't know i'm josh nelson i'm with socks machine so we cover all things regarding as far as the chicago white Sox. you can Visit our site at SoxMachine.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at SoxMachine. And we also have podcasts just like every other respectable blog around baseball does. Every and, uh, American has a podcast at this point. <laughs> it's getting <laughs> to that point. They just hand you, you one as, as a baby. They're like, and here's your podcast. Yeah, that's like your rite of passage, uh, especially during this pandemic. You either learned how to podcast or you learned how to bake. It was one of those two. <laughs> and there are a lot more baking podcasts. So obviously people are merging their two new skills that they have learned. Uh, but no, we've been. Uh, we turned you, our you podcast up. Into, a t- into a TV show. Like yeah, you, you've been on that. our show like, uh, you know, at least, a, a, you know, 10 or 11 times. And so now. You know, everybody can actually see what you look like. They don't have to imagine that you're just like, you know, this horrible looking White Sox fan who's, you know, with a snarl tooth, you know, because let's face it, it's not an attractive fan base. You're probably the most attractive Sox fan that they have, I would say. I I don't know. I kid kid the White Sox fans. I kid them. My my favorite, my favorite Josh Nelson story, uh, Josh and I appeared on TLTV uh, Sports Feed on the same night. You recall this, Josh? Yeah, I do. That was a, yeah. Rest so in peace, went, DLTV. Yeah. <laughs> I went first, and I gave him a little Cubs spiel, and then Josh went second, and I believe that was the night of the Cody Parkey yes. missed field goal. So the whole, oh. we have a whole, okay, so you got to imagine, you got the whole WGN sports thing there, which is part of CLTV. I go on and give my bit, and it's funny because usually when you go to CLTV, everybody's kind of watching what you're doing, making sure everything's running. Nobody's paying attention. Everybody's watching the Bears versus the Phillies, I want to say. And all of a sudden, I finish my bit. I'm done. You know, loosen the tie. Josh is going to be the next guy up to do the socks bit. And right as I'm walking out, I'm watching the final seconds of the game, and Cody Parkey does the double doink. And you hear the entire newsroom just, ah! And Josh had to follow that up, so he did a great job. (laughs) That's a tough act to follow. I was live. Josh Friedman asked me about Luis Robert, which I'm sure we'll get to in a moment here. As I am explaining the excitement of Luis Robert, in the corner of my eye, I see Cody Parkey attempting the field goal. And as I continue my spiel, I could see in my right, out of my right eye, Josh Friedman just shaking his head like this. And obviously, (laughs) he's not shaking his head to what I'm saying because he's off camera. Um, but it, it was clear that I could tell based on his reaction that Cody Parkey had missed the, the field goal. But yeah, what a what an episode that was of Sports Feed. Well, I was just going to say, who <laughs> the hell was even watching that episode of Sports Feed? There was a damn playoff game. Yeah, from there was something players. else going on. It's like you guys, you guys were seen by like two people who like woke up from a nap and forgot to change the channel. Like that's. I think awesome. it was. I think I think it was Josh's mom and my dad were the audience of two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, they're famous. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about the White Sox because this is a bit of a different White Sox team. I did watch Luis Robert going deep yesterday off of our old friend Steve Ciszek up on the north side. Like, Steve Ciszek came in. I think it was the second or third pitch. 
just, uh, you know, uh, Luis Robert parked it. He's a new player that we haven't seen. Um, I know that uh, Kopech has opted out, uh, and uh, and you got Steve Cichek now. So tell me about some of your new players and what you're looking for um, out of your team this year. What is it? Oh, and uh, Grandal. So tell me yeah. about some of your new guys and how they all are fitting in. Yeah, so for the 2020 Chicago White Sox, this is clearly a transition year for them. The rebuild period is over. Uh, in late November, when the Chicago White Sox front office signed Yasmani Grandal, uh, at the time the largest free agent contract ever given by the Chicago White Sox organization, uh, for four years, $73 million, that signified the transition for the White Sox. Having these players that they have acquired via trade uh, like Aloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease, uh, Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, Yoan Makata, and Michael Kopech, you know, those three significant traits for the White Sox that kicked off their rebuild. Having those young players now emerging in Chicago, Rick Hahn had to go into free agency to supplement his young core. And he added the veterans like Yasmani Grandal and then later on signed Dallas Keuchel to help have another veteran presence in their starting rotation. He held both to the bullpen and Steve Ciszek, uh, as you mentioned. And then no, the White Sox wrecked, had- by the way. Steve, we, we wrecked Steve Ciszek. Like, <laughs> yeah. Good yeah, luck you're with welcome. that. Yeah, 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 he wrote him hard. We, yeah, yeah we, he, we wrote he has his, starter innings on his arm from last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah. really does. You wrote him hard. And then the White Sox had a home run problem uh, in the sense that they clearly didn't have enough power to keep up with everybody else as far as the super bouncy ball. I mean, the Minnesota Twins hit 307 home runs last year. <laughs> That's uh, and, and, and the White Sox obviously gave up far too many home runs. So to address part of the home run issue, uh, they signed Edwin Encarnacion to be the full-time DH for the White Sox this year. He'll get some time at first base as well to help spell Jose Abreu. And it gives manager Rick Renteria some options if he wants to get Grandel at bats, especially in a 60-game season. I'm sure we'll see Grandal DH uh, a few times as well. Uh, but these off-season acquisitions by the White Sox has drastically changed the team outlook. And the expectation is that even though it's a 60-game season, the White Sox are in contention mode right away. I, I do feel like maybe it's a year away from you know penciling them as American League Central champions. Well, I think that Josh, time may come next year. But yeah. Josh, this is this is 2020 ball. We got 60 games. Right. There's no reason that this Sox team isn't in it. I mean, there you can look at a team like the Pirates and be like, yeah, they're not going to fucking – they don't have a chance. But right. whereas the Sox in a normal season, I would – I think you are right on the money is, you know, they're probably a season away. They could surprise, though. They could 2015 Cubs. Uh, I, I don't I even think. think it would be a surprise because this whole season yeah. is going to be weird. And a team like this, I think everybody should be afraid of. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, the Cleveland Indians pitching staff is still strong, and they still have Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez. The Minnesota Twins added Kenta Maeda to their starting rotation to pair with Jose Breos and Jake Odorizzi, and they added Josh Donaldson to their super powerful lineup already. Uh, the, the Twins and the Indians, I, I feel maybe we can have the debate on who will finish second behind Minnesota between the White Sox and the Indians. And I think you can make the case that the White Sox could have a better record than the Cleveland Indians in 2020. But we, I still feel like the Twins a, are the class of the division. Yeah, but we you could know, see Josh, maybe a 2015. I look at the White Sox and I see what they've done, 
your team has turned around from the moment they put they locked Kenny Williams in the closet and let Rick Khan do what he had to do. And when I look at the White Sox rebuild, it's been different than the Cubs rebuild because you guys actually had assets to trade, whether it was Chris Sale or whether it was uh, uh, Adam Eaton or even Jose Quintana to the Cubs. And you guys got a lot of good prospects that are that are coming up. If you kind of look at there, obviously, uh, Danny mentioned Luis Robert. Uh, Robert, uh, who do you really kind of look at as kind of breaking out? Well, I think it starts with Luis Robert, especially what we have seen these past couple of weeks. And if you go on Twitter right now and just look up anything regarding as far as the White Sox, it's, it's impossible not to see Luis Robert highlights as far as the home runs that he is hitting. And he is such an enticing talent. Even the rare film that we got a chance to see Luis Robert coming out of Cuba when the White Sox were in the bidding war, along with the St. Louis Cardinals, to sign Luis Robert. You know, this is a player, as far as those that understand scouting grades, 60 to 65 speed, easy, if not faster than that. Uh, The power could be there. Uh, There's always questions as far as his contact, but you constantly had scouts that had an opportunity to watch him say, this is a true five-tool player. And his first year in America, he didn't hit a home run. So there was a lot of people that were down on his power, wondering, is the power actually legit? Is this more of a double type of hitter? Well, last year, he just shocked everybody, uh, skipping three levels as far as the minor leagues, hitting more than 30 home runs across three levels. Double A is the brick wall for the Chicago White Sox prospects. It's the toughest level affiliate that they have uh, as far as, uh, especially with hitters, uh, to overcome and start learning to hit against double-A pitching. He made Birmingham, that ballpark, look small uh, when it's one of the larger ballparks and one of the more difficult ballparks in the Southern League to hit in. And then once he got the triple-A, that ball was even more bouncy than the ball that they were using in the major leagues. And it was just highlight reel after highlight reel of every game he played with the Charlotte Knights. He is clearly ready to go and to take over the mantle for the White Sox in center field. The White Sox have signed him to a long-term extension. They expect him to be their starting center fielder for at least the next six to eight years. And he has to be the favorite to win American League Rookie of the Year. Because if he puts everything together, this is someone that could hit 300 and be a 30-30 player, hit 30 home runs and steal 30 bases while playing gold glove caliber center field. It costs the White Sox a lot of money. $56 $56 million, 28 to Luis Robert and 28 to pay in taxes for him. But it appears so far before he's even played a game in the major leagues that it's been worth the investment for the White Sox. You're talking about a five-tool player. And uh, when, you're, when you break Cub fans' hearts, tell us about, we all know about Eloy, and he always seems to kind of have the big flair against the Cubs. Dylan ceases uh, so far spring training. Pardon the interruption, but this episode of the Sunranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. And you might have noticed that sports, including baseball, is beginning to return. Well, so does your chance to bet on baseball with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. You got UFC, NASCAR, Formula One, and the EPL in full swing. Now, there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, and UFC happening every day for you to watch and wager on. 
Now, as the MLB, NBA, and NFL near a return, Bet Online has futures odds on everything you can imagine season win totals, division odds, and championship odds. Make sure to visit betonline.ag on your computer or on your mobile device and join now and receive your free welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, and we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show, which uh, you're going to start listening to again right now. Yeah, Cease, I got a chance to talk to him and Yasmani Grandel at SoxFest in January. Uh, and I got a chance to talk to Cease as well when he was pitching Charlotte when I visited as far as the AAA affiliate. Did you and ask him diff- if he misses the Cubs? <laughs> no, I did not. Sorry, <laughs> oh, yeah, Danny. We miss him. Uh, the difference was he just a better understanding as far as his pitch mechanics. When I spoke to him in January, it was pretty clear that he understood why he lost fastball command, why the fastball was constantly sailing away from him, and he was constantly falling behind hitters, and that led to him really struggling the first three innings. Cease would throw five innings last year. Four would be really good clean innings, then he would have one bad inning where he would give up four to six runs and his ERA just ballooned. And what we have seen so far in the last three weeks, especially when Cease has been working with Yasmani Grandal, there's not so much torque rotation. He's trying to keep his body from twisting completely around, and that's giving him a little bit more fastball command. But something that Grandal told me at SoxFest is that when he was watching film of Cease, there was a issue as far as game calling that would throw Cease out of whack. And in his last start in the inter-squad, Grandel was having Cease double up his breaking pitches. Here's a slider. Here's a curve. We're not going back to the fastball yet. Keep throwing your breaking pitches. And that's getting Cease into better throwing motion to get better rhythms to stay in rhythm. And those breaking pitches were borderline unfair. And Cease has also been focusing on throwing his breaking pitches faster. He wanted more velocity on his breaking pitches because he wants it to tunnel with his fastball. And if hitter, if opposing hitters are going to have a difficult time picking up the spin on Cease's breaking pitches this year, and if Cease can have better fastball command and live more in the strike zone, this is another player that could have a really breakout season for the White Sox. And another player that Chicago Cubs fans are going to give Theo Epstein a really tough time because the Chicago Cubs could really use Dylan Cease right now in 2020. So so much. And that was always the frustrating thing about the trade, uh, the famous Quintana trade, is that, okay, you know, Eloy Jimenez was kind of blocked. And and, and to be honest, you know, the NL didn't have a DH at the time. So you had Hayward you are paying a lot of money for. You had Schwarber left, who people believed a lot in. And there really was nowhere for Eloy to really kind of develop. But when you threw in Cease, and it's like the Cubs have not been able to develop pitching, how pissed off are Cub fans going to be when the guy that really has a breakthrough year in the majors that was drafted by the Cubs is going to be pitching for the White Sox? Yeah. well, I'm it, already it just, mad about it. <laughs> I, I know, Danny. You've been you were mad once the trade was made. Like, and again, we have yeah, to go well, back. The start we have to go back to is the John Lester start, where he gave up what ten runs to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, so yeah. th- then this was 2017 before the All Star break. I mean, why you want to bring up old shit? Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, You're living in the past. Yeah, we're looking ahead. This is a future <laughs> podcast here. Oh, okay. 
Bringing up that. all the old old injuries. No, I, I think you're right. And there's they had to do something. They needed, you know, th- that 2017 Cubs team, you know, they started kind of slow when they first mm-hmm. came out because they had the hangover from the World Series. They, had, they ended up strong. But the reason they did is because uh, Quintana, like, and they needed Quintana at that point. And he came out and he pitched in, in uh, Baltimore, the first game he pitched for the Cubs, struck out 12. And so, you know, yeah. Cub fans are sitting there being like, yeah, we got ourselves a stud. And then, you know, what, you know, talk about, uh, you know, sees having one bad inning here and there. Like Quintana has at least like one really horrible, shitty month, you know, <laughs> and per year yeah. and and uh, and at least one crappy start per month. You know, as, as I mean, he just hasn't been consistent. ERAs uh, in the fours, five. Uh, I think he, it was it might have it was definitely higher last year. He just really crapped the bat at the end of that. Crawley, why do you keep coming and going? You're just you're driving me nuts. He can't hear us. Yeah. Oh, he can't hear he us. Can, oh no. He can only hear Josh, which to be fair, that's it's probably, probably yeah, the you know, best part of the show. <laughs> but um, but he he can't hear us, so although Crawley, he's happy, it's hard to Crawley, work Crawley leave the studio and come back into the whole call. That's what worked the other day. Yeah, he can't hear you, so giving him, like, just being louder, it's like you're talking to somebody that doesn't know your language here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to tell him, leave the studio. Uh. Um, Radio radio podcast video gold, vlogging gold. I guess we're a vlog now. I hate that word. It sounds like a vampire. Vlog the impaler, you know? Oh, vlog Um, the inhaler, baby. Um. (laughs) So where were we? Oh, yeah, the Quintana trade. Um, so, yeah, he comes out, uh, it, you know, uh, 12 strikeouts his first time out in Baltimore. We were thinking we, we got somebody good. It didn't, oh, didn't, yeah. really, didn't really work out. And I think what Crawley was maybe – can you hear us now? I can hear you now. I'm back yeah, in, all right. baby. What Crawley was uh, alluding to before is, is that um, – I don't know. Why don't you just say what you were going to say about uh, Dylan Cease and – no, just the Cubs have not been able to develop pitching. And the one guy, when you gave up Jimenez for Quintana, that seemed to be a fair trade. But then also throwing in Dylan Cease, he was somebody that looked really good. And for the Cubs not to be able to develop pitching, it's going to be frustrating. And and people are asking me on the chat, you know, what my opinion was on the Quintana <clears throat> trade. The Cubs got to the NLCS, and Josh, I couldn't, you know, I was trying to fix my audio issues. I don't know if you brought this up. Cubs got to the NLCS because Quintana helped them in 2017. It gave yeah, them a shot at the that's World That's what Tours. we were talking about. Yeah. The 2017 needing that. We needed him at that point. Right. And, and that's where it hurts you is that Dylan Cease wasn't ready in 2017. He's just getting maybe ready now. And, and it was the right thing. And that's where the Cubs lack of development of pitching, which has always been something that the Sox have been very good at is developing pitching. It's what hurt them. And that's why they had to give up players to get pitching because they didn't have it in 2017. John Lack was not even close to what he was in 2016. They just didn't have yeah. You were saying yeah. that Lester blowing up that, that giving up 10 runs to the pirates. I was at that game, man. That was ugly and there were a few games like that you know and he wasn't he wasn't the only one there were a lot of that was the year of the first inning runs for the Cubs like they just were not coming out and firing on all cylinders at the beginning of games and so yeah I mean I thought the Q would help us and you know I'll be honest man I've seen Q he's a good pitcher I've mm-hmm. seen him pitch really really well you know at many times and but the problem is I don't know who I'm gonna get 
he's really Jekyll and Hyde man out there. At and, the time and- of the trade, though, at the time of the trade, it was Chris Sale number one, Quintana number two, and Quintana never got run support from the White Sox. It was one of those weird ass <laughs> things. Like, what did, does nobody like Jose because they don't score any runs for the guy? And so the Cubs had offense; they didn't have <laughs> pitching. It looked like it. And, and most pitchers, when they come from the American League to the National League have much more success. They usually didn't have to have, face the DH and all that stuff. And people say, oh, the Cubs, you know, Wrigley Field's a hitter's park. It really isn't. U.S., uh, the, the G-Spot Sox Park is much more of a hitter park than Wrigley Field is. And so it looked like Quintana, it looked like the right move, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But when you don't develop your own pitching, you either have to pay for it or you have to give up assets to get it. Right. But, you know, I'm telling you, Josh, Quintana is a good pitcher. And really, if mm-hmm. you guys want to win it this year, you could use maybe a little homecoming. Maybe you want to take that contract off of, uh, you know, the Cubs' hands, take <laughs> Q back, a little white flag trade. You know, we don't even need much in return. I mean, in fact, you know, just give us Eloy back. Just give oh, us okay. Eloy back. You guys can keep okay. Cease or, or one or the other. You I'll take Cease. You can but keep Eloy. Like, yeah, exactly. Then then we'll just, you know, kind of go. And you can just get him for basically free at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, a, great deal. a bag Eric, of balls would be fine. Eric Campbell's asking on Facebook, do you think Ricky Renteria is gone on the south side if they don't produce? Eric, I don't think so. And I don't think so because 2020 is just a weird year. It's a 60-game season. If the Chicago White Sox don't win 30 games, it'll be a very disappointing year. It'll be the eighth straight losing season for the White Sox. And I I think there'll be a little bit more question on the road that the White Sox are on. I think there'll be a lot more questions about Rick Hahn's job security because he still hasn't had a winning season as general manager of the Chicago White Sox, even though that he has made uh, some significant moves, I think some good moves as far as during the rebuild, but he's also had moves that have not worked out well for him. Uh, we have to remember the 2015 and 2016 White Sox when he did try to build a winner and that ultimately led to the White Sox having to rebuild because both teams underachieved. But because it's a 60-game season, you're playing in a pandemic. I, I don't expect Rick Renteria to get fired if the White Sox do not win in 2020. Now, if the White Sox underachieve in 2021 and they don't make the postseason or if they finish below 500. I could see the White Sox making a change because there are no more excuses on why this team can't win. They have all the talent that should be producing a winning ball club. And if the messaging isn't quite right, if Renteria is not getting the most out of his players, then I could see the White Sox making the change. But the players love playing for Rick Renteria, and I think that he's approving himself as a, as a manager as well. Uh, to improve as far as his tendencies. He still calls for the bunch way too much for today's game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's his thing, man. He loves it. He, but, he dreams about bunts. Like he's sitting there, you know, laying there in bed, smiling, thinking about bunting. Oh, yeah. his wife, it annoys the hell out of his wife. You know, Josh, I got to tell you, though, as a Cub fan, and, 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 I, and I look at the South Side, you know, I kind of just keep my eye on what's going on over there. You guys do remind me a lot of the 2015 Cubs. Definitely. In, in the regard that you got the young talent that's been around for a couple of years, you know, that's gotten a taste already of major league life. You got the big ace now with Keiko coming in. Somebody it's a proven veteran. You got Grandal who can handle that staff. We grabbed Montero at the time. And, and the only thing that I think, the only, 
I heard on the score the other day, I don't know if you heard this. I can't remember who it was. If it, was it was some beat writer. I can't remember who said that this short season kind of is more of an advantage to a veteran team that's been together longer like the Cubs rather than a team that hasn't been together like the White Sox. Because if you remember the 2015 Cubs, they kind of did okay, but then they took off after the All-Star break. They kind of had a chance right. to gel. And the White Sox aren't going to have that same opportunity. Yeah, th- th- those are some good points. And, yeah, it was Dallas Keuchel actually that, that made the point that with a veteran team, either you're going to excel in a 60-game format or you're going to be average. Whereas when you're a team like the White Sox, where you have some veterans but a lot of young players, there's there's two roads. Either you're going to blow up and be explosive and shock the world or you're going to fall flat on your face. Like there's really no in-between. Uh, as far as on how the 2020 White Sox season can go, uh, according to Dallas Keuchel. But yeah, a lot of the things that you mentioned, yeah, I could I could see as far as the 2015 Cubs type of season for the White Sox this year, but that would require that all the young players click right away. Like Chris yeah. Bryant clicked right away. Uh, and the White Sox still haven't find found their Jake Arrieta, right? The reclamation project that becomes a Cy Young Award candidate. Uh, and, uh, you know, even when Baez came up and when Schwarber came up, they, they hit right away as well. Like there wasn't any significant struggles. And if order for the White Sox in 2020 to be like the 2015 Cubs in a 60 game season, Luis Robert cannot struggle out of the gate. He has to be on fire right away. And that is asking a lot for on a rookie to, to produce at that high level. But, I think the hope is for the White Sox, because they have Mikata and Jimenez to pair with the veteran hitters like Abreu and Grandal and Encarnacion, that they don't have to lean so heavily on Luis Robert. He doesn't, they don't, not all their hopes and dreams uh, lies on Robert's shoulders, that he could be someone that could be an X factor, but there's still enough productive hitters in this lineup to carry the majority of the weight. And if everybody does click for the White Sox, yeah, they could be a very dangerous team in the American Look, League here's your year. Here's your biggest problem is that they're all young and they're going to go out and get the Rona. And then, <laughs> and that's going to be a problem. That's why the Cubs are going to do well because, you know, they're old, they're married, they got some kids. They go to bed at 930. Go to, yeah, go to bed. You know, you know Chris Bryant. So that's a late night for Chris Bryant. <laughs> yeah, he's watching Hamilton for like the 50th time, you know, just like sitting there being like, eh, look, look, oh, if, if he's watching, yeah. if he's watching Hamilton, he's going to bed late. I mean, we're playing night games, you know, then the Hamilton. I mean, you're talking three, four in the morning. That's going to be bad news. So, Josh, speaking of lineups, this is what the White Sox are putting out tonight at Wrigley Field. Tim Anderson leading off, followed by Eloy Jimenez, Jose Abreu, Grandal, and Carnacio. Like, I'm looking at this one through six, and it's like, there's some thunder there, dude. Who the hell is is Chesler Cuthbert? (laughs) So, (laughs) he's a trust fund baby from the West Side. Is from the is from the Cuthbert Cuthberts. Like, it's, it's, you can't it's, even it's, say that name. Cuthbert. It's a scrimmage game, so he paid for his own way onto the team tonight. That's no, that's not a real person, right, Josh? <laughs> no, it, no, he is. He is real. Chesler Cuthbert was a pain in the neck for the White Sox because he used to be on the Kansas City Royals, uh-huh. and he just raked against the White Sox. And the White Sox signed him, thinking that okay, you're going to be our starting third baseman in AAA to provide some veteran depth in case of Yohan Makata gets hurt. Well, Yohan Makata tested positive for coronavirus. 
Yep, and Yohan Nakata hasn't <laughs> participated in any of the intra-squad games, and he will not play tonight. I think the hope is that he will play in the next White Sox-Cubs game on the south side of Guaranteed Ray Field on Monday. And if he does not play that game, then the hope is that he plays on Wednesday in Milwaukee against the Brewers. That has been the biggest question for the White Sox in spring training 2.0. Will Yohan Makata be ready for opening day? And I think there is some doubt that he'll be ready to go on opening day. Did so he that's get real why sick? He, he, the type of sick that he got was he told the media that he lost the ability to taste and smell. So for him, it was more of a neurological impact mm. uh, rather than like Freddie Freeman for the Atlanta Braves who had a 104 temperature yeah. and thought that he was going to die. Yeah. Uh, so for Mikata, he he's working out. He's taking rounders. He, he's participating in batting practice, but he hasn't participated in games. So it's still unclear whether or not Yohan Mikata is going to be ready on opening day. And it's a big series for the White Sox. The first three games of the year against the Minnesota Twins at home. And they have to win as many of these games as they possibly can if they want to win the division. And they may have to start this season without Mikata at third. And then instead they'll have Chesler Cuthbert starting in his place. It's yeah. going to be an interesting year in that we are going to finally find out how much of an impact your taste and smell has on your baseball ability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but I think you make a good point, Josh, in that that is a neurological issue. And even though he might be testing negative and could play, maybe there's something else going on that, you know, they're not, maybe not obviously not telling everybody everything about what's going on. Right uh, with the health, but uh, maybe there's something else that's happening, like fatigue. You know, it could be something like that. Like I know that uh, that's one of the main. It seems like coronavirus causes causes just about every uh, symptom of every disease ever. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you know, fatigue, headache. Uh, upset stomach. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really just all over the place. So well, I hope he does well because, you know, I'll tell you, man, I am rooting for the White Sox this year. In fact, because it's such a weird 60-game season, like I want the Orioles to freaking accidentally win. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want weird shit to happen the entire time. And I want uh, ultimately a Cubs and White Sox World Series. No, you and don't. Because if if any year, yeah, I do, I do. Why, why not? Sixty games, you get into the playoffs. You, you know, it, it, anything can happen. Why the hell not do it this year on this on this worst year ever? Danny, we've had this conversation, I swear, a dozen times on this show over the last seven years. <laughs> you don't want a Cubs White Sox World Series, okay? Like I, I, I strongly advise against that because one side of town is not going to be happy after that World and, Series, and they will hold and that. It's going to be us, though. It's going to be you yeah. know we're and, they, and we'll never and they'll never Whatever. hear the end of it. Yeah. Whatever, Josh, Whatever. you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> this is summer camp for the cops and people in the street as well. They are totally prepared for a Chicago October Ryan. classic. Yeah. Yeah, they're all out there. They, they, you know, they got their sea legs under them. Their, their beaten legs. You know, yeah, they got I mean, their, they, they just wipe that blood off the baton and get out there and, <laughs> and and bust some Cub fan heads. So, Josh, before we let you go, what Cubs and Sox play? What six games? They play yeah, six games. Right? So at the halfway game. mark, they'll play at Wrigley for three games, and at the very end of the season, they'll play three games at Guaranteed Rate Field. Yeah, so from a white 
the season. Would From you like way- to see this in a regular year, 16 games? Because that's what it would you know, basically be. Would you like to see a tenth of the year being played in crosstown rivalry? Not in a 162-game season. I still think – I know there's been talks as far as realignment of the divisions and the leagues, especially Major League Baseball expands to 32 teams. Uh, instead of six teams – Six divisions with five teams each. There's been talk of going eight divisions with four teams each. Uh, and there's been talk of putting the Cubs and the White Sox into the same division. Uh, same thing with the Mets and Yankees and the, the Athletics and the Giants and the Angels and Dodgers. It's uh, a cut down as far as traveling costs. I still like the idea that they're in separate leagues. Me too. And because it does give you the possibility, even though I would not be openly rooting for it, and I still think it's a bad idea, <laughs> but it is intriguing that you could have a World Series where it's Cubs and White Sox or a repeat of 2000, Mets, Yankees, or Dodgers, Angels, or A's, Giants. Uh, I, I like that intrigue. It would really hyper-focus as far as the the championship for Major League Baseball. But this is a regional sport now. And I I think that would drum up a lot of interest to still have that possibility. Next year, it is six games again against the the White Sox and Cubs. And if you – as a fan, if you want six games every season between the White Sox and Cubs, I'm okay with that too. Uh, cause you know, the four games, it's just kind of an odd number because it's like, do we play one series or do we play two, two game series? And, you know, they throw those two games in the middle of the weekend. People can't have as much fun as, as the weekend series that they typically do that we'll see this year, uh, and next year. Uh, but 16 games, I think that is too much. That's too much White Sox Cubs. So yeah. Josh, with the six games, and and here's the other thing that's been brought up is that the three at at uh, Sox Parker at the very end of the season. So right. we don't matter. know. Maybe it could matter for those matter Fox. But what do you see the Sox going in the Re- Crosstown Classic? So so to speak, out of those six games, what do you see? Who do you see taking it, or do you see a tie, or what do you see on that? I, I do see a tie. I, I see three and three. And they I think the tie. Cubs Yeah, they, they seem to always tie lately. And I think the Cubs still have the trophy, the the BP Cup. That beautiful trophy that Danny Rocket <laughs> loves so much. Is it still called the BP Cup? They haven't found a new sponsor for that. No, they were they were renaming it this year at CubsCon. We'll talk about that. Do you remember that, that when the BP when they named it the BP Cup, it was the same year that BP spilled a bunch <laughs> of oil in the ocean and like killed yes. all this wildlife? I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You let them have the cup name? Oh, that's just that was just I mean, God, the the Ricketts just don't care. They just don't <laughs> care about humanity. Just in general, so well. well yeah, I, I got him tying. I got him tying too. They always tie, man. They always wow. tie. And but but I hope. But but uh, I don't mind if you guys win because then you can take that stupid cup back down. Because <laughs> they they always have that cup at Cubs convention. I'm like, oh, there it is. That piece of crap <laughs> cup. It's like Fucking. it's like. You know, it's not even ornate in any way. It's just <laughs> it's like this terrible, stupid looking thing. It's like nobody cares about you know. The players probably don't even know about it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like the know, cup you used to win on like eight. Do they even Nintendo have games. like a, a presentation? 
they yeah, do exactly. Have a, like a winner is you, you know. <laughs> just just so everybody knows, they were like I said at CubsCon having a remodel of the trophy, so it was supposed to look different. Like fans oh, were supposed right. to vote, and I don't remember whatever came out of that. So, yeah, well, they were hoping Mark, they were hoping Marquee would broadcast it, and it just never happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're not really into broadcasting things. <laughs> More like they're, they just like sitting around talking like we do on this show. So um, we'll we'll let you go, Josh. I know you've probably got a little pregame to do. Uh, you know, it, I don't know what your what your plans are for the uh, the up the game tomorrow. Like, are you, are you allowed to go down there? Are you going to go down there? Or have you no. been around Sox Park at all and seen what it looks like? Or no, space is limited right now. So rather just have the, the beat reporters. I mean, the beat reporters this year are going to have a very difficult time doing their job. So I have no problem staying home uh, <laughs> and, and yeah. watching the games on the TV. And then as far as getting the feedback and the transcripts, as far as the, the, the Zoom meetings uh, with the with Rick Renteria and the players. So, uh, no, uh, I'll be watching from the seat of my couch. I'll be watching NBC Sports Chicago, uh, which is now the home of the Chicago White Sox all season. And for Cubs fans, I, I do truly hope that Comcast and Marquee do figure something out because we have heard about the horror stories of being a Dodgers fan in LA Mm -hmm. because the new Dodgers network is only on, I think charter or time Warner cable. That only has like 33%. Yeah. Yeah, 30%. Is it that bad? Yeah. I know it's it's very few. Yeah. Well, it's 50% here in Chicago. It's terrible. I mean, you you know, and uh, yeah, it's, it is just unconscionable if they start this season without, Cubs baseball. Uh, you should just charge you know. $5 and just take the feed, Danny, and put it on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> stream it. Listen, just here's, the, pay you. Here's, here's the thing. You know, people are, you know, this is a modern uh, society. Everything is out there. You know, right. if you are crafty enough to like get the, you can get the marquee network as well. Everybody can get the marquee network in a craftier way. It's, there are ways to get it without having cable at all. Right, so, it's called it's, Google search. Yeah, it's called it's that. So easy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, how just, do I... you just have to search it and be prepared to wade through a little bit of porn for a little bit, and then you find it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the well, porn's Josh... good. Too. The porn's the porn's actually more entertaining than the Marquee Network. It's, well, that <laughs> but that's the thing. You actually you you have to be able to get through the porn and not just stop and just yeah, stare. And be like, I don't care about baseball no more. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a nap. With my sock. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Josh, uh, you know, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, best of luck to your White Sox, except when they play the Cubs. And who knows, maybe a Crosstown Classic in the World Series, a Red Line World Series, buddy. Hey, yeah. Josh, yeah. a couple of the people in the comments uh, were wondering if you had uh, a Twitter handle that you wanted to share. Now, you oh. may not want to share it with the ranters, but if you do – you might pick up a few more trolls. Uh, yes, I love Cubs trolls. Um, <laughs> so I'm at SoxMachine underscore Josh. That is my Twitter handle where I tweet a lot about the White Sox and also fast food. Nice. All right. All right. <laughs> What's your favorite beef sandwich in, in the city? Uh, I, I, I do like Al's. Uh, I think Al's makes a good beef sandwich. You know, it just I, I'm more of a combo guy. Like I, I like the sausage and the beef together. 
Uh, and the, the more the local the place, the better I find the quality to be. But I'm always look. I'm always asking people where do you, where's your favorite beef sandwich place? And uh, I've I've been collecting as far as a list, and and I'll finally get them knocked out. Um, but recently, I just visited Manny's Deli for the first time. Uh, so that's that's kind of my new goal in the pandemic is that once things start opening up and, it, and it's safer to go out, I'm going to try to hit up all these neighborhood places because I'm sure they're getting crushed right now. And for those that do find a way to survive and still have their doors open, you know, I, I'm lucky enough that I, I have some cash so I can go out and and buy your food. And that's going to be my goal once things start opening up and we get back to normal again as yeah. a society. Yeah, well, hopefully Sounds- normal in- includes going to a ball game together at some point. I'd let that, you know, who, who, maybe by the end of this year, who knows? Yeah, yeah you could yeah, do that. Probably. That's what it's you, looking you, like. But You could try first, and then you could report back to me what it was like, and then we can make plans next year. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, good, I'm, I'm already trying to get on our – on a, on a rooftop, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Josh. We will definitely talk yep. again You know, before the Cubs play the Sox. Uh, we got two exhibition games, one on the north side, one on the south side, and then uh, we'll talk to you sometime in the bit, middle of this weird-ass season, man. Yes, good luck. It's going to be a tough race for the Chicago Cubs this year. I think the National League Central is the most interesting race in all of Major League Baseball. You can make a case for four teams to win the division. And if this is mm-hmm. truly the beginning of the last ride for the Chicago Cubs, as far as the end of their contention window, I, I think there's a lot more rice? pressure. The, the last ride, not the last <laughs> oh, rights. Right. We're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But I still think the Cubs are a very dangerous team, especially in a 60-game season. So I know some Cubs fans are a little down on the team right now, but you shouldn't be. This is still a team that could win the National League pennant. And uh, who knows what happens if they could reach the World Series. And, yes, there are the Giants and the National League with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, but as we saw last year, anything could happen in the postseason. The Cubs just yeah. have to get there. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, thanks for coming on, Josh. Uh, we'll, we'll let you go. And um, thanks, uh, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. All right, have later. a good show, guys. Later, brother. Take it easy, Josh. Take care, Take care Josh. So, guys, it's made me laugh because if, if you remember on our last show, we were ranting, dropping F-bombs because Marquis wasn't showing any scrimmages. And well, then – shortly after right after our podcast the very next day they announced that they were going to start showing scrimmages um which they've been doing not all of them which is a start but how great was it to see len and jd and just truly enjoyable to kind of have those guys back on the air seeing them they you know there they are right there keeping their social distance but just you know i love the cubs broadcast i thought they did a great job uh, considering everything going on. Um, I like Cole Wright. I really like Cole Wright. I was on with him on the Cubs Daily 360 thing. and He's, he's so really cool. serious, though. Isn't he, like, the most oh, serious? Like, everything, he's like, hey, hey, Cole, uh, do you want a mayo or mustard on this? And he's just like, I would like mayonnaise. And you're like, dude, uh, I, it's not that deep. He, he's <laughs> a funny – he's a really funny guy. He's a good dude, and I, I like having him on there. And, uh you know, it's been – It's. I, I thought it was the broadcast. Now, people didn't like the crowd noise. I and don't. Maybe, maybe we can ask, the. Uh, you know, the people following if they like the crowd noises or not. Yeah, right in, um, because i tell you – and i tell you, I did not like the crowd noise. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't match the play. It You know, it, it, 
like a strikeout looking sounds different than a strikeout swinging. Uh, a strikeout after uh, fouling off nine pitches looks different. Sounds different than a than and and I do not expect for a short season for a temporary thing for them to go out and really curate those sounds properly. What but I don't what video I don't, games can do it in a right. in a way you just hire the video game people. What which I, I heard get they though, did. What I don't get is that all those sounds were supplied by MLB. Okay. And so I don't regret why the Cubs can't come up with their own sounds, do their own thing. Why every team can't do that is weird. Cubs aren't doing anything, man. We don't get, we don't get cardboard cutouts or, you know, people are doing their dogs and stuff and, you know, pictures of their dogs in the seats there. You know, what what, I saw that there's like um, trucks in the, in uh, right field right now. That's the only thing they they've, they've got is, trucks did you see that i think yeah. it was uh bleacher nation that tweeted that out you know like so all right everybody else gets to pay 50 bucks to have their face in the crowd and if you get you know the white Sox are doing it, it and and all we get is trucks and you know so they've turned it into an advertisement for like toyota right. you know like did nothing fan centric like i don't care about stupid trucks no, <laughs> there is one thing there is one thing tonight you know um Tonight, they're going to try to, we're going to see what it really looks like, the real deal. Like they're trying to do a broadcast as close to what a real broadcast would be. Um, the guys at Club 400, Stuart McVicker, I know Lauren McVicker's watching. There's a great party going on over at Club 400 for tonight's scrimmage. Um, a Club 400 alumni, John Benedict, is playing his first. Uh, real quote-unquote gig tonight you know in this scrimmage game so you're going to hear a lot of organ and and when you hear that organ realize it's john and and he's a great guy he's a good friend of uh of the podcast good friend of club 400 and like i said hope those guys are having a great time because i'm drinking with you but uh it's going to be fun tonight yeah i mean i'm super excited that they're doing it i do wish they did all the other scrimmages i don't know why the other teams managed to be able to do the scrimmages i mean i would have watched every single one of them even if lennon jd weren't on i mean you know you've got like uh mick gillespie you know he would have loved to come through and like make a couple hundred bucks and do it but they're not they're not putting it on yeah. i got into an argument with the dude on twitter and he said, he's like, well, you don't understand the finances of it. You know, they're not going to be able to make the ad revenue to pay all the people to have the game on TV. I'm like, they are literally, that is their only job is to put baseball on TV. That's the whole point of the channel. Baseball yeah. is happening and they don't put it on TV. And then all we get are these like Twitter, uh, you know, oh, here's a highlight reel of like Wilson Contreras hitting home runs and, and uh, Tyler Chatwood sucking along with Alex Mills in the same game. Well, and then, you know, they, they were so behind the ball, and then they decided they were going to do it, and they're like, okay, well, hey, a lot of people watch this one. We're going to play the next day. That one was just kind of popped up. They're like, we're going to do a day game. No gonna planning. Be on. Yeah. No planning. And when the guys walked off the field after the fifth inning, I was just laughing my ass off. I'm just – because you know that at that point – they're like, holy shit, we thought we had four more innings to go. And they were like, eh, the umpires are fucking out after five in the night game that they did. The umpires are, are just like, we're leaving after five regardless. So in the day game, the umpires went and talked. You could see Ross talking to them. And uh, they're just like, we're going to leave. You know, I got shit to do. You know, I was, well, uh, Dan, you know. 
Danny, you were talking about ad revenue. We, I'm up here, you know, chilling out. Like I said, quarantining up in Wisconsin. And I do have marquee up here, like you said, where there's a will away and you can find it. Trust me. Wink, wink. Um, but, uh, you know, we sat there and, and we knew there was going to be a scrimmage. We turned on marquee and there was, uh, it was called the stadium, whatever that show is. And it's all about like sports. And it was just a guy talking to another guy on Zoom. No different really than what we're doing now. And I'm like, okay, bloop. Turned it off and listened to music. So when you talk about ad revenue, you want people watching and people are desperate to watch baseball. And either if we're all zoomed out, man, we're all zoomed out. Anybody that's working like a a regular nine to five job, we got to be on zooms all the goddamn time. And, and, and so here I am wanting to watch the Cubs. And instead I got a guy zooming another guy. I'm not going to watch that. I turned it (laughs) off. Yeah. We're all tired. We're tired of talking about it like this. We're tired of watching things like this. Yeah, I know. Uh, the Mets and Yankees were on ESPN, and that drew a 4-4 rating, which is about 5 million people. Yeah. I mean, granted, it is New York, and it's both the New my, York. My, stuff, my, friend, still, my, friend David, my friend David Bodie. Uh, a David Bodie, David Brody. <laughs> I, was, I was like, your his name is actually David Brody. So it's very, very close. But he's the producer at Z100 uh, in New York, a huge radio station, Top 40. I used to work with him all the time. I saw him on Facebook, and he was in tears that that game was being played. He's like, I'm actually watching a Mets game. And it's like, he was crying. He was right. so happy. And then I was like, oh, must be nice. Dude, Pirates fans showing intra-squad games. Oh, they're getting intra. Orioles getting intra-squad. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, and the guy on Twitter, oh, well, I guess they can't figure out the ad revenue and they're a new no. channel, so they can't do it. I'm like, figure it out. No, I don't know old, what you got to do. The whole purpose of Marquee. What's the only point? The only point was that the Cubs were going to control their content and put on whatever they want, whenever they want. Now I understand you're going to make some contracts maybe with other sports teams or whatever, but there was no sports game. They were watching there. There was a zoom highlight show. Nothing more than that. (laughs) No reason you don't put, you don't supersede and put that on there. Now, speaking of the scrimmage games, uh, you know, the, the scrimmage games for those of us that have been watching them, you know, there's been some highlights, some lowlights. Uh, you know, when you look at the pitching, you know, Kyle Hendricks has, you know, we'll talk about it later, has been named the opening day starter. But yeah. Hendricks looks ready, man. He looks dialed in. He's the only you one that looks good, unfortunately. Yeah. Right you, Darvish. <laughs> you Darvish looked okay. I mean, he gave up two runs. Like, yeah, I'm, what I'm am I little, looking at? I don't even know. I was a little bit surprised by that. I, th- I think I would have rather seen Darvish than Hendricks just because I feel like Hendricks just can't he can't pump them up there with the same type of speed, and it's almost like you're uh, you're easing the other teams into it a little bit. I would have liked to seen Darvish throwing speed early, and then they have to adjust from that to the slower pitcher the second day rather than the other way around. Well, yeah, the problem is me. they they don't want to put all the pressure on you that way, and that, and that's what's disappointing to me. I can handle that- it, Danny. I will disagree with both of you on that. I don't, I don't think it was either of those things. I think, to me, a couple things play into this right here. When you've been watching you, and this has kind of always been like, you Darvish is one of those guys that guys like Theo look at and they love to watch because he's got stuff and he's got 12 pitches, blah, blah, blah. No offense, Greg Maddox didn't have 12 pitches. He had you like 30. 
You don't yeah. need them. So here's the thing. When I watched Kyle Hendricks pitch against you, Darvish, the other day, like like Hendricks was just boom, boom, mowing him down, quick innings, and he was able to – he, yeah. he actually went longer than he was supposed to. They actually had a four-out inning. And so the point is, is that when you have a lot of guys that you're going to – you don't want to have to burn through guys quickly. If Darvish, who may look good, give up two runs, but he throws like 89 pitches in five innings. Yeah. The other thing is, I think you Darvish is mentally tough enough, but I think Kyle Hendricks has earned it. Yeah. You know, and sometimes there is, I know people don't like to hear it, but sometimes there is a message being sent by the manager. And that message, I think, is real clear. Number one, there's always been that idea that Joe never truly had 100% faith in Kyle. Always, you think? Right. Quick trigger. Game, to- game seven of the World Series. I'm still mad. You know, quick trigger to pull Hendricks. You also have this idea of, you know, I think that I think Kyle really had a good off season. I think there's a lot of things he's focused on. I'm I'm figuring I'm predicting big things for Hendricks. I think he's going to have a really breakout year, in my opinion. Well, it's not like he didn't, but even in 2016, he had that run where he was like the ERA king. You know, yeah, I he, mean, he didn't give up any runs at all. And but I mean, Madden would always still pull him after after uh, two times through the order. Never got to see a third time through. He just really uh, treated him with kid gloves, protected him. I like the honor. I think Kyle deserves it. But I'm kind of with you too, Cotton, in that you got the, uh, uh, you know, you go fast, slow, fast. You know, just kind of lefty, righty, lefty. Because now they've also announced Chatwood as the number three. So we're yeah. not even looking. So we're going. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. We're, we're going. We're I going, saw that. Yeah, we're going slow, fast, wild. Yeah, slow, they fast will be on the <laughs> game three. Everybody's already fucking shit in the britches. They don't know what's about to happen there. No, I will agree though uh, with the idea that Hendricks deserves it. I do believe that. I just, I was a little surprised because Hendricks just doesn't have the speed the other guys do. Now, when you talk right now about the hitters, we've talked about the pitching a little bit. When you look at the hitters, the two guys that really have stood out, Wilson Contreras has literally been hitting the shit out of the ball. Take a look at this. Look at this clip right here. You saw where Fegley was. You saw him uh, have to reach back over the middle of the plate. (laughs) You see the the disdain from Contreras. Don't try to slip that. Piece of sloppy cheese by me. Wasn't quite sloppy cheese. How good was that by JD? <laughs> I, I love that you can bat flip because you're playing your own team and you can be a dick. Yeah. Like you get- you're not going to get thrown out later because it's your teammate. Like it's so much more fun to see Contreras giving him the fucking business. And and he smiled after that, and they kind of did like a elbow bump or something. Later, they're giving each other shit, but they're having fun. Well, the, the other guy, the other guy, though, locked in now is Javi Baez. Look at yeah. this one, deep to left, and it's gone to the back of the bleachers. Baez with a bullet to make it four nothing. Well, in. That one was after Javi had struck out badly a couple of times and, you know, they were kind of talking about it and then he just went fucking Yahtzee. Like, just <laughs> killed that ball. I, I didn't catch. Who did he hit that one off of? That was Colin Rea, wasn't it? Uh, that yeah, one? yeah, that's right. Yeah, he he kind of went out there and got rocked too. So you, you were looking at the back end of this rotation. Now you got, I guess you're talking Lester as your number four now. What well, Le- Lester is actually. Maybe five. I don't know where they're going to put him, slot up in. 
I read today, I think it was Bleacher Nation I was looking, and uh, that has nothing to do with what the, what Ross thinks of Lester. It, they have him getting an extra uh, an extra exhibition game before he goes out. They wanted a little more work for him for some reason. So it, it feels like there was a conversation and, you know, and it's a it's a fucking sixty game season. Well, he'll it's pitch not on the, the road. It, yeah, right. Yeah. And 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 the way well, we're looking pitch at on the road, Hendricks and Darvish have. Go looked ahead. Good. I think we've got. Yeah, Hendricks and Darvish have looked really good in my opinion. Lester had one good outing, one bad outing, and Chatwood and Mills. Eh. That, that's kind of how I look at it. And then when I look at the hitters right now, Wilson and Javi looked locked in. I think Schwarber, Caratini, and Bryant look really good. But yeah. honestly, I think that Hap Elmore and, and, and Nico really look impressive. If you can I mean, get it's hard to tell. Them. It really is hard to tell. It's really hard to tell what you're looking at. I mean, these guys, they see these pitchers all the time. They kind of know what's coming. They're basically, you know, I know they're having fun and they're being competitive, but it is not the same as playing another team. It, you know, I think we're going to see more in the next three days with the 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 three games between the the Cubs and White Sox, and then the Twins. I think we're going to see a little bit more about what we might have in these three games. And, you know, quite frankly, we didn't really even see that in spring training because they didn't even get to that part of the spring training where they're making the cuts and you're and you know they're just kind of you know you're figuring out like what you've got. We didn't see enough, you know only two at bats per guy. So it's, it, this is just weird, man. And so I can't make any judgments as to how I think anybody on this team is going to do starting Friday. I can't maybe after the next three games, I'll be, have a bit of a clue in, but I, I would imagine, um, you know, everybody's even going to be acting weird. So like even dudes that used to suck might be really awesome this year because of the weirdness of it. And other dudes may crumble underneath this pressure. I think there's a lot more going on this year than we've ever seen. And so I'm just, you know, I, it's really hard for me to judge it. One, one thing that's going to be amazing in baseball Twitter is that this year, three games in, you literally can be fucking losing your mind and it's accepted, right? Like normally regular baseball game, you see all those people out there losing their minds after the first series of the season about whether the team is great or bad or whatever in a 60 game season. Like it's all rancher all the time. In our damn minds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the yeah, other I'm, two- I'm approaching this in a very new way. The other two guys that I think are going to be really wild cards that are going to be interesting are Josh Fagley and uh, Steven Souza. Fagley's been hitting the cover off the ball a bit. Uh, and I would normally be too. thinking that'd be great for uh, pinch hitting opportunities. Oh, but we won't have any of those. So I unless just, Fagley <laughs> gets a start at first base, we're not going to get a chance to see much of him. Right, but there's there's a lot of things that can happen, and those two guys would be just interesting candidates that probably wouldn't make the team otherwise and now have an opportunity. Uh, you know, Jason Kipnis's contract got picked up the other day. He was a spring roster yeah. invitee, so he's officially part of the team. So this team's coming together, and the one thing I, I keep looking at 
I am nervous about the starting pitching. Bullpens are so volatile. You never know what you have, even less in a 60-game season to really kind of mesh that together. But offensively, depth-wise, I like I said, I'll stand by my idea that the Cubs have depth. I think they've always been a better, with Theo in charge, a, a more of an AL lineup than, a, than an NL lineup. And I think that, that it's going to benefit them to have that DH where you can take Schwarber out or Stuzer, you can keep Caratini's bat in or all those things. Keep Wilson's bat in. Keep Wilson's bat in. However you want to play it, there's a lot for Ross to do. I always will say I'm a bigger NL fan as far as the style, but as far as this team is concerned and its construct, I truly believe that the DH helps this team more than it hurts it. And I think that a lot of guys suffered in development because they didn't get regular bats because there was no DH. Yeah, well, I, and I think we're going to see that this year because, uh, you know, let me put, let me pull up because we didn't pull up tonight's lineup for the Cubs. Uh, you do have Kipnis in there as the DH batting second, which, uh, you know, that was supposed to be the Brizzo show. And, of course, we'll talk about Rizzo's back injury. Well, we've been talking about that for, unfortunately, four years. But um, uh, you got – playing second base, you've got Nico Horner. And what it looks like they're going to be doing also is kind of um, maybe a Kipnis-Horner uh, platoon at second base, which I kind of like the look at uh, look of. You got Kipnis the veteran. You know, he's he, – you know, he's a left-handed bat. It, I think that that's positive out of the two hole in like tonight's lineup, for example. But the, I think the cool thing about Horner is like they did before with Almora, when Almora used to be able to, you know, hit 300 at the very least, um, you know, Nico, you can protect him. Start Nico at second base against lefties predominantly. And Nico can back up Baez. Now, I really hope they keep Nico up for exactly what you were just saying regular at bats he's not going to get competitive at bats at at uh wherever they are in the uh the triple a camp over in um south bend uh, in the south bend yeah yeah so let's look at this lineup so bryant kipnis baez in the three hole schwarber batting cleanup Contreras, hayward caratini uh is playing first base in absence of rizzo uh horner and then hap Playing center field, so you're not seeing Al Mora in there. I think that's probably just to get another left-handed bat in there uh, against a right-handed pitcher. So, when uh, I take a look at this though, right here, p- keep in mind, people, that Jason Kipnis would normally not be slotted in this two-hole. That two-hole right there is usually going to be uh, Anthony Rizzo. So you're looking at if you're looking at a normal constructed lineup, you'd have your righty Bryant leading off, followed by your lefty uh, Rizzo. Baez righty, Schwarber lefty, Contreras righty, Hayward lefty. You could have Caratini DHing, and then Horner and Happ at the bottom is an interesting combination because you got two guys with a little bit of speed, and that could really set up nicely for Chris Bryant rolling around after the first time through the order. Oh my God! Oh, ah, ooh, ee, ooh, ee, ooh, oh my God! I cut my balls. Is what I sounded like when I cut my balls shaving. Hey, men, start taking notes, because manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. Because of the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, which has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. Now, this is their third generation trimmer, and it features advanced skin-safe technology, so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. 
Now, the Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. And they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And they just released the new improved lawnmower 3.0. So when I tell you this is a premium, I mean it's a premium. The battery's going to last 90 minutes, so you can shave your balls for 90 minutes. And that's an hour and a half of ball shaving. The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. Because who wants to shave not in the shower? Right. So, uh, one of the coolest features is an LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. And let's not forget about the charging stand. So, show your mower off loud and proud, because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So, many people have written in stories about how the lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They even included pictures, so I could see the smoothness for myself, and they aren't kidding. Those are some smooth-ass balls. So you need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. And your balls are going to thank you. You get 20% off free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair, damn it, and your balls are going to thank you. Ah, you thought you were going to go back to the show, but instead we're going to talk about bet online because sports are coming back. Baseball's coming back. So here's your chance to bet on sports with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. You got UFC, NASCAR, Formula One, EPL. They're all going on. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You want more? Well, betonline.ag has more. Simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, UFC. They're happening every day for you to watch. You can wager. And uh, MLB's coming back. NBA's coming back. NFL's coming back. And betonline.ag has futures odds on everything you can imagine. You got season win totals, division odds, championship odds. Just make sure to visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device to join now you're going to receive a free welcome bonus now back to the sun ranto show betonline.ag yeah i mean if they can set the table a little bit i know uh you know ian hap we'll see well you know we'll see what what we get out of him but you know i think that dude is especially when he's batting left-handed give you a lot of power and i i think in general he's really developing as uh as a player, like I think that time last year in AAA, it was a surprise to him, maybe a wake up call to him. And I think this year he's going to come out and he realized maybe realizing what he has to do to get in there. I, I, you know, I, this is right. a strong lineup. This is a strong lineup, even without Anthony Rizzo in it. And, and, and the thing is, is when I was talking about the guys that have impressed me, Hap and Elmora are two guys that I think look like they've made some changes, some, some, uh, some mechanical changes that I think are going to benefit them in the long run. So, you know, trust me, I'm no Elmore fan. Everybody knows that story, but uh, I, I think that that's going to help them. Now, if anybody heard a screaming, crying yell out of Wisconsin the other day, that was me. And the reason is I saw breaking news. Cubs convention has officially 2021 has been canceled. And like I said, I, I let out a yell that you probably heard all the way down to no! Beth probably heard it. Oklahoma. Oh yeah. I Not only imagine. that to add insult to injury, 
This was the Tribune. Cubs convention has been canceled for 2021 because of COVID's concerns with a link to the article. And there I am on the left side mm-hmm. in my traditional let's go Cubbies in my first row. That's my seat. You can see Austin Plock next to me, Mike Mitchell holding the other end of the flag to start the let's go Cubby chant, which I've been doing for 20 years straight, five minutes before opening ceremonies. Well, you know, it means we're going to have to have a really amazing Cubs convention ourselves. Like the unconventional will be in, well, it'll be look something like this. I think. <laughs> and, but I think we should plan a lot of fun activities, games, prizes. Like, you know, you know, we're going to do something. So, and the Cubs, they don't care about their fans, apparently. So they're not going to do shit for us. You know, that is already a, a case. So start thinking about ideas midwinter when Cubs convention would be and Crawley, you know, cause let's face it. If you ran Cubs convention, it would be way better. So now here's your chance to throw a better, you know, I don't know what you're, what you're going to plan to do it, uh, you know, but I guarantee you can give us a better Cubs convention, even online, just because you have all the good ideas. Well, what, here's what the uh, season ticket holders got, and I'm not going to read this whole thing, but just to sum up, it says, with current health guidelines limiting mass gatherings and unknown restrictions on hotels and events in the future, it's become clear that planning and hosting an event of this magnitude is not practical at this time. Look, they're right. The Cubs are right about this. There's no way they could have pulled this off. Oh, yeah, you got it. And, and just so people know, 70% of the work gets done before September 1st. The other 30% gets done the week of September the state's pros, all the hotels, reserving the rooms. There's three hotels that they use, getting all these guys, both the regular players and the alumni, getting them flights, getting them hotel rooms, getting them to agree to even come. All this stuff has to be done beforehand. There's no way they were going to get that done in time. Uh, we were, for, we for better January. start. We better start yeah, we right now. Work. Yeah, we got to get to work, get our unconventional getting planned. We don't have to get hotels for anybody. We Zoom them. Yeah, we just zoom them. Uh, yeah, Aussie Cub writes in. What's up, Dallas? Uh, a, a Cubs uncon on Zoom. Finally, he can join. Yeah, but unfortunately, it'll probably be two in the morning for you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that, Carl. I know that must have upset you. And and, and you know, Cubs convention. It's it's. Uh, I, I must admit, I'm. I don't really like that many bigs of crowds, and the you know, it's sweaty, it's hot. But I but I, I see how you roll with it sleeping in front of the doors, sitting there at three in the morning. You know, I mean, you, the way you roll, you roll in hot and it's impressive. It's, it's impressive. And, it, and it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's you, just not going to be the same without you. It's, what you do. it's been, it was always my weekend. You know, my birthday was the other week, you know, same with Michael's anniversary on the July 12th. But to me, that was my weekend, man. That was when Crawley just completely lets the freak flag fly. Like you said, I probably average over the three days, probably nine hours sleep for the weekend. Yeah. And I am just partying nonstop. I've made so many friends over the year. Bingo, karaoke. There's a social media gathering on Friday night. Everything about it I love, and I've, I've made so many friends there, and it's just another reason that COVID absolutely blows. Yeah. Hey, just because Crawley just happened to bring up his birthday and my anniversary, that sort of stuff. Today is my wife's birthday. Happy uh, birthday. She, she's, in the, she's in the ranchers group. Tell her happy birthday. She's Rizzo this year, uh, you know, and she's a cool enough wife that 
I have been actually, it's probably better for her that I have been out in the garage doing this podcast for the last two hours rather than being around her. So <laughs> she, <laughs> well, she's, she's a great supporter of the show and of us doing this. So. Well, in, tw- in 20 minutes, we're going to have a baseball game. So we should probably uh, hurry it up so you can go watch the game with her. Cause she's a huge Cubs fan too. And um, so, well, I'm sorry, Crawley, but uh at least none of the Cubs have COVID. <laughs> so we can, you know, COVID sucks for canceling that, but, you know, you can. Why, really why don't do we have feel. a sting for that, Danny? Like, COVID report. And we're like, COVID. Who's got COVID this week? Cubs are going to win because they don't have COVID. Yeah, something like that. Well, they did have to cancel some shit because of lack of testing results again, which was frustrating. Um, they, you know, hopefully they iron this shit out. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, can we talk a little bit? We did a little bit about Rizzo's back spasms, uh, rib inflammation. Listen, he lost all that weight. You know, we saw him like, you know, acting like an animal down there in Florida, like doing all these drills and shit. He lost 25 pounds. You know, when your body like settles into that, man. I don't know, 60-game season? We really can't afford to be without him. This is really frustrating. I kind of right. wish he stayed fat. And I don't think it, it has nothing to do with skinny, fat, what he's doing, what he's not doing. It's a back issue, and once he got it, it's not going to go away. Yeah. It's not going to get better. And when you talk about the guy that I always think about, and, and, it's, and it was always the guy that people compared to Chris Bryant was Scott Rowland, another really tall, powerful-hitting uh third baseman, you know, and once his back gave away that, that's it. It just, your backs are real tricky and they just don't magically get better. Well, there's a guy that uh, is training. He's, he's somewhat famous right now for training LeBron James because LeBron, obviously uh, one of the best basketball players and he always had some back issues, you know, he couldn't quite get through the whole season. And this guy is like an ex-seal, like total guru of workouts and stuff. And, uh, you know, he got him on his, a completely different workout that focused on the core differently. And it feels like, I mean, I thought with Rizzo's like weight loss and the training he was doing that maybe the that is what would help the back spasms go away, but he really needs to search out this guy or somebody that understands what he's doing because literally LeBron James went from needing to take breaks during the season to being able to play the whole year um, with very little breaks. And, you know, and, and the issues that LeBron has now are not back related, you know, these things like, like you guys are saying most of the time, there's nothing you can do, but if there's a, a a hope out there, like I wish he would go and look for somebody like this guy or or find something because it's been going on he's way gonna have too to, long. Yeah, he's going to have to manage this issue. And in a sixty game season, like you could DH him, but you know he did take BP. But obviously, they're being real careful with him. It's an exhibition game. I'm hoping he's ready by opening day. Um, I'm hoping that it, got some good news on Q you know, uh, is that he's kind of back. We didn't mention that with when we were talking about Q. Yeah, his, uh, his stitches got removed. Stitches got removed. I do, he's throwing now. I guess that's, a, you know, but you know, it might take him a little bit of time to get back. He, 
they went in and repaired something I know with uh, sur- surgically. So uh, hopefully he can get back. At, I mean, at least a couple weeks into the season, because you look at the back end of this rotation, you look at, you know, not having Rizzo and you're going to have to put up, frankly, you're going to have to put up a shit ton of runs if you want to win these baseball games because, uh, oh yeah, look at that. This is, uh, this is today guys. This is oh, from Mark Gonzalez. Anthony is- Rizzo testing his back in his range. He looks like an old man. Look so at he's, <laughs> no, he's that's too- David Ross. Oh, oh, it's yeah. It's the sorry. other one. It's oh, the other guy right I next got to you, him. I got you. So, so he's doing some. He's doing some fielding work. And if you know Rizzo, he's obviously a Gold Glover. No, no deal. It's just the torque that he puts on the bat on swing that worries. It. It, it just like I said, one swing. It's just a little too aggressive, and then you tweak that just like that. Yeah. So, uh, well, at least they don't have COVID. <laughs> they just have old man, other old man diseases. And, right, and, and, right. And the one thing I forgot, to, I forgot to mention earlier, and I don't know if this is going to change the bullpen or not, but Craig Kimbrell shaved his beard. I saw this was that. Craig Kimbrell. This was Craig Kimbrell last not season. Smart. Oh, smart. I actually, yeah. I thought that I thought that was Rizzo after he hurt his back. I thought he was just standing no. that way, <laughs> like a pterodactyl. Oh. No, <laughs> but but this was the beard, the the fierce looking. This is now Kimbrell now. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I, I always know. like closers that have the crazy look, whether it's a Fu Manchu or a mullet or or something. That's what I like. I'll, I like a closer. That has I'll tell it. you though, if you're wearing a mask and you got a crazy beard, it's it's not as easy. You know, it, right. you get all sweaty and your beard smells, and you got to smell your own beard because you're wearing a mask. You know, I think you know maybe that's kind of a lot of people I know with beards kind of trimmed them way down. You know, at this point and. Uh, and when you have that stance before you start, I mean, you've got crazy covered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you already look so, like a nut job. You don't really need the beard. So I was, I was definitely disappointed that there was, you know, before the season that there was going to be no Kimbrel bobblehead. I thought of all the perfect bobbleheads, that that would have been great. They you really know, need they, a bobble beard. The, the Cubs hate the fans. They don't want to do anything that would make us remotely happy or think they were smart. Right now, Danny, I heard that the Sun Rancher got a line, got a phone call. Yeah, we did. We got a we got a phone call in uh, here, and it, and um, let me just play it. Hopefully, you guys can all hear this. Can you hear it? No. Oh. All right. Hold on. Hold on a second. Live TV. Yeah, I, I can hear it, but I don't know if anybody else can. So I, I can uh, I can fix that momentarily. Club 400 um, beer, good for all nine innings and beyond. So what I'll do, I, I'm going to make it so you can hear, you can see what an incredible. Let's see if I do this. This should do the trick. Now let's try it now. Um, can you hear this? No. no. Club no. 400 beer. No, Good we for don't. all nine innings and beyond. All right. Unfortunately, can we, can people hear it out there or just they can't hear it? I don't know. Uh, if you're in the – if you're watching, hit us up in the comment section. Let us know if you can hear it. And if you can't hear it, we'll go back to it, uh, you know. Well, I, I could also do this. I think this one's, this one's going to do the trick, guys. Everybody else is saying they can't hear it either. Okay, here we go. How about now? 
Hey, this is Dan Nielsen, long-time listener, first-time caller. Can you hear it? And yes. I'm actually calling it as myself rather than Ben Zobrist, Joe West, Struggus, <laughs> or Wait, what's he talking about? Anyway, I got a couple questions for you. Crawley, how did you get your name Crawley? And then the other one is for Danny. Danny, in the, that Time Machine song you wrote a few years ago, uh, back when the Cubs were – I think it was 2016 when they won, or it might have been 2015. How did you get the tone for that wah kind of solo thing you did towards the end? Uh, let me know later. <laughs> did you get the I can tell you, I, I, I actually think it's a keyboard. <laughs> I don't think it's a, I think it's, I think it's just a keyboard patch. On uh, I use complete native instruments, complete control. Crawley, how'd you get your name? <laughs> So it has nothing to do with the Cubs. Hold on, hold on. Don't you need to play uh, story time with Crawley if we're going to do this? (laughs) I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Story time with Crawley, with Crawley, with Crawley. Story time with Crawley. It's Crawley story time. Who is that baby? That's my nephew. Okay. (laughs) He's older now. I didn't just steal a baby for the prop. Um, (laughs) I want to read a, a baby a book. <laughs> hey, hey, lady, can I borrow your baby? Just so, uh, so um, in the late 90s, I was down at college at Eastern Illinois University. And uh, in case some people always laugh, they think my real name is Crawley. They don't know what my real name is. It's Paul. Okay. And so I had a neighbor. We lived like in a horseshoe pattern apartment. We'd all go drinking and partying every night. And then we wake up in the morning. We had a pool. In, between, in the middle of our apartment complex and we would make like Mai Tais and margaritas and shit and go to the pool the next morning, you know, to a little hair of the dog and talk about our, our nights and, and, and who remembered what. And um, what ended up happening is I was partying and, and, and I was struggling to make it home to my apartment. So I literally was crawling on my hands and knees. So my name is Paul and they would always call me Pauly. Hey, Polly. Hey, Polly. So like in the morning, they'd say, hey, Polly. And then I would get out. Hey, what's up? And we would all shoot the shit. And we were at the pool and we were drinking. And someone said, does anyone remember Polly crawling last night? And they kind of mixed it up and they're like, crawly. And that's how it happened. So when I came back from uh, (laughs) – when I – when I came back from college, my Sammy Sosa jersey didn't fit anymore. I added a few extra pounds, and so I needed to get a new jersey. So I said, rather than get a player, I'll just get – you know, I didn't want to get, a, like, those people with the Garcia Parra jerseys or the Milton Bradley jerseys. I'm like, I'll get a Crawley jersey. So I put Crawley on there, and 16 had nothing to do with 2016, but that was my college apartment number. And so that's how Crawley kind of came about. It was from Paul to Paulie to Crawley. Beautiful. Yeah, it, it's funny. It, it, Michael, you, you're the only one without a nickname. Oh, you, I have a nickname. You've just got... No, you forget, Danny. This is this is Deep Cuts. Uh, Boutros. Oh, yeah, Boutros, Boutros. Yeah, yeah never, Boutros, Boutros, golly. We never call you that any, anymore, though. Well, Except for yeah. the theme song. Right, because because it it's just a really old name from, yeah, when I was younger and I used to tell people my name was Boutros because if I was going to get in trouble uh, and I had to run, nobody would know my real name. Now, 
Um, all right, cool. So I guess we're at the part of the show where we do our TFCs and get out of here because we got nine minutes till baseball, people. Nine minutes. Um, I'll go first. This is this is really not a TFC. This is just some intrigue that was pointed out by a friend of the podcast, Dawn, uh, on, on the Ranchers page, and that somehow on uh, Instagram, on Crystal Almora's Instagram page, uh, there was there was some shit going on. So Brooke Fink writes in. Oh, what happened? I have no idea. Sorry about that. Yeah, let's put that up. Brooke. Brooke Fink writes in, how can you be such an advocate for kids and such a bully all at once? Shame on you. If you cared to rectify your mistakes, you'd speak up about your wrongdoings and take accountability. Teach the kids of the future an important lesson. And Crystal Almora, she's, uh, she writes back to Brooke, I appreciate your concern. I mean, that's pretty generous. I'd be like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> it just, she's very, you know, oh, you know, I, I was not present during the video. And so I'm like, ooh, video, what happened? I'm being falsely accused. Thank you for understanding and respecting the time I need to get through this confusing and difficult time. And I'm like, what's confusing and what's difficult in Crystal Almora's life? Is, Is this an R. Kelly video? I don't know. Let's find out. So then Crystal goes on. When the investigation is over, I will speak out and I will always continue to be a positive role model for people and children after seeing the hateful messages these past few weeks. I am certain it's adults who need to be taught an important lesson in life and especially need some love and encouragement. And Brooke Fink writes back, thank you for the reply. This is what we are, the community, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, what happened? So I keep reading <laughs> the whole thing. And um, let's see, what does this say? Oh, yeah. It's, somebody else said to her, uh, this is also Brooke Fink. I hope you get to share your side of the story, but I do hope you shed light on the wrongdoings of your teammates. If you're a bystander, you're part of the problem. So it would be powerful of you. And I'm like, what is it, teammates? What is happening? Crystal Amora, it's not my fault, blah, blah, blah. Then um, Jenny J writes, Sorry, this is so long. One day when your child knows what you did to Yanni official, I'm sorry, you won't be proud. And I was like, Yanni official? Who the hell is that? Well, check it out. It's this person, Yanni Coleman, who basically is a hot model who is in a swimsuit. And I was like, public figure uh, model at magazinedark.com. I was like, what in the hell happened? You guys, since we don't know, I think we should make it up. <laughs> what happened in this fight? Do you have any clue? Nothing. Does no. anybody out there? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> my elbow. Um, just, I mean, that's some wild ass shit. I, you know, I, it sounds like Christelle Moore really stepped in it. Uh, God, uh, you know, to baseball wives, that should be a TV show. Uh, I think they, they had one. They it was wasn't it basketball wives? What what's the fucking difference, Danny? Like really? Like you, you take out the K? Oh, that would be base set ball or something. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's all the same stuff. Like these sports wives that hang around and have these uh, crazy experiences. Yeah, well, she had a she had a fight with that swimsuit model, and apparently. Um, it, it was, it was an ugly situation and there is an investigation happening. So I don't know if Albert Almora gets roped into this. We, he obviously for much more serious reasons had some, uh, 
mental distractions last year after uh, you know injuring that child. And uh, then my tie guy came and stole a ball from that child, which was just even to add insult to injury that year. But no, I, hopefully this isn't a distraction for him. Just thought I just pointed out just because last year around this time at the beginning of the season, uh, you know, we had this situation situation with Ben Zobra. So if this this could something could break and make things uglier than they even already are. So there's my TFC. Um, be prepared for ugliness. <laughs> oh no, God! This damn one, it. this one right here comes from my guy Despio.com. Uh, Bob Nightingale writes: Jacob Degrom believes he'll be able to throw about eighty-five pitches in his first start. And Despio writes: Tyler Chen. Oh, going to one in. Uh, he's gonna. You were breaking up there for for me anyway. Tyler Chatwood. Oh, so he's going to pitch one inning. That's freaking brilliant. That is. <laughs> We we got to. I'm looking for that man. I, I I don't know who's pitching tomorrow for the Cubs. I don't think they announced that yet. But um, I think it's I, you. Oh, it is. Yeah, I I kind of figured it would be. But you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, God. All right. We ready for mine? Yeah, God. This is uh, from Johnny Bench, uh, professional ex professional Hall of Fame baseball player at Cubs. My best bud, Ron Santo, at Padre Island. 2016. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, so, yeah. obviously, we know what's going on here. Um, the date must be wrong because as I love that. Get- I love that picture, though. It looks like there, there's, like, just a, this, uh, like, a married couple. Yeah. Like running oh. on the beach. Like it's Ron and Ronnie and Johnny. What a cute couple they would have been. I would have yeah. loved. Oh, it is, it is beautiful seeing the guys <laughs> playing, and I love that these guys, these two guys right here. That's the height of physical athlete attractiveness, right there from the seventies. Freaking love it, man! And I would, it reminds, I would it reminds, be able to maybe reach that in six, seven months of heavy training. It reminds me of the uh, volleyball scene from Top Gun, <laughs> right? <laughs> so of course when people saw this David B. Benner says uh, Ronnie looks pretty damn good considering he's been clicking his heels on that big diamond in the sky for six years R.I.P. number 10 Hall of Fame and uh, yeah and then Malzan Hang 60 pops in with John I got to tell you, I look at this picture and I expect Jill Monroe of Charlie's Angels to emerge from the water, parentheses, working undercover, of course, but not much undercover in a tiny bikini, parentheses, and say, hey, you're Johnny Bench. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that he just busted out with like... A a Charlie's Angels cameo appearance for Johnny Bench and Ron Santo in that picture. Loved it. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, I got this one. You know, sad news. Jordan Hicks, it, he opted out from the Cardinals seri- uh, season, which is kind of it, – it's a huge shame because you want to win against 
the other teams and all their best players. You know what? Right. I'm saying? But with that cheek inflammation, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He looks like uh, <laughs> like uh, Louis Armstrong blowing a high note on, <laughs> he on, really does. on the trumpet. So Jordan Hicks is opting out this year. Bleacher Nation uh, reported. Uh, and uh, so that's the tweet. And uh, then uh, Trenton Black writes back, Jesus, I'm a Cubs fan. Brandon Morrow is not playing because he can't cut it on the roster. Because wait, no, I'm sorry, this is the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, no, this is it. I'm a Cubs fan. Brandon Morrow is not playing because he can't cut it on the roster because he's been a baby for three years. And people opting out is the dumbest thing ever. I hope they find replacements and don't let a lot of these guys come back. Kids have been playing baseball and softball all over the country for most of the summer now, and everything has been pretty much fine. This is <laughs> ridiculous. And I'm like, bro, 140,000 dead. Like, I don't know what kind of everything has been pretty much fine. You're getting bite off. Yeah, and I, and I like that he added the pretty much. Yeah, pretty like much. That, that kind of tells us where we're at. Like, pretty much doesn't fucking cut it when people are breaking. Dying. Breaking news, touching key work, Owens single, finally ending game. Cubs beat the Cardinals, and Ryan Stanberg had two home runs against Bruce Suter. Those of you watched Marquee. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, what happened? Did I just get into a time machine? Davey um, Owens with the single to win it. People think Sandberg had the winning run in the Sandberg game. He did not. It was Davey Owens with the walk-off single. So this game's starting now, guys. This game's starting. In about five minutes. I'll go with this TFC right here. This one is, it was from a TikTok video that showed some girl dancing and crying at the same time. And so uh, Tipping Pitches says, John Smoltz having to pretend like he's enjoying watching an outfield of Acuna, Ozuna, and Puig. Yeah, the, the famous crying girl TikTok. Yeah, that's a right. And, and if you know anything about you know John Smoltz, he's such a red ass. Like the Braves did have momentarily Puig. They found out he had COVID. Now he's not on the team. But uh, what an absolute like! Just how much John Smoltz would have been a, trying to enjoy quote unquote oh, those three in the outfield. He would have oh, absolutely man. hated it. And oh, I would have through gritted teeth. He would not be able to watch that. One more interruption, people. This is the ad-filled version of the Sunranto Show, and it's a total waste of your time. What you should be doing is subscribing to the ad-free podcast feed at patreon.com slash sunranto. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sunranto. For a dollar a month, $12 a year, which is basically the equivalent of buying us one beer to split between everybody that does this podcast per year. 12 bucks a year, a dollar a month. I will repeat how cheap that is. You can support this podcast and listen to it completely and utterly ad-free and be part of a community of Cubs fans who support the Sun Ranto Show. There's all different levels. There's all, perks at all the different levels that you can get. $5 gets you every single song I release before everybody else gets it. Even demos of stuff I'm thinking of putting out or I'm working on, you get. Uh, you know, there's $10 level. There's, I mean, I know that times are tough for people, but you know what? They're also tough for, for me <laughs> and, and other podcasters around. So, you know, uh, just support us in that way. 
means a lot to me. It means a lot to, uh, to well, I guess it means a lot to Crawley, even though he has a job at Michael Cotton. Well, geez, he's, his wife supports his ass. So, like, but seriously, <laughs> I mean, equipment, keeping our website up. You can support us. Patreon.com slash Sunrantel. You'll never have to hear me beg you again to join us because you'll be supporting us already. You get your own RSS feed. You put it into any podcatcher. And then from there on in, you're good. Like, you know, it just works great. So, um, yeah, support us, please. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Now back to the show. Let's bring it home. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. This is an ad-supported version from our partners at Bet Online and Manscaped, of which you will hear commercials throughout this broadcast. If you would prefer to hear a commercial-free version of the Sunranto show every time the Sunranto show is released, well then you go to patreon.com/sunranto. patreon.com/sunranto. You'll never hear another commercial again. Okay, so uh, check that out, and uh, here's the show. Um, you got another one, Michael? No, no, I brought three, man. I'm okay. So I was I, doing I, some heavy lifting there earlier, Danny. You didn't notice? I, I, got, <laughs> I, I got this one. Um, this is a three-parter. So uh, the Cubs put out some hometown heroes, and I, for one, approved. Like, let's celebrate the the heroes in our community. Hometown heroes. This is HN. Jessica Robinson looks like she's in the military. She's wearing a mask. Uh, she works uh, for with recruits. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's a good hometown hero. That's hometown hero number one. I kept scrolling. Brought to you by bowling. And here's hometown hero number two, Don Kazaha, who's uh, worked for 24 years at Jewel Osco. I'm a huge Jewel fan. I love going to Jewel. I think you it is Jewel or the Jewels. Well, I, I call it – it depends. It depends who I'm talking to. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm talking to my mom, we call it the jewels. I'm going down to the jewels. But uh, anyway, I was like, okay, hometown hero. Says she's a people pleaser, making her role, interacting with customers in the front end of the store, the perfect position for her. I'm like, all right, another hometown hero. I'm with it. And then here's hometown hero number three. This says I kept scrolling. Brian Duffy, warehouse supervisor for two years at Pepsi. Uh, Brian has demonstrated great dedication, resilience, and leadership during this very challenging time. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, this guy, uh, you know, he did nothing. He's worked at Pepsi for two years. Like, the other right. people, <laughs> military, 24 years at Jewel. This guy, two years, he's on the job at Pepsi. Like, being like, hey, guys, uh, hope you don't get corona. Right. <laughs> In the, this hometown hero thing like we can't do better than this like there's freaking heroes out there. there's cops and firemen saving people's lives to be fair brian duffy really the look on his face was like i'm a fucking hero what <laughs> like i don't think he he seemed a little upset about it too <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like i don't even understand what this is it is is uh his therapist is like, it'll be good for your self-esteem. I'll put yeah. it on. <laughs> He's like, you know, I work in a warehouse and I don't see anybody all day. Yeah. So those of you that <laughs> are looking them through the intercom, those of you that are looking for the game, it is on marquee. Uh, that is the Cubs broadcast. Uh, Len and JD were just on moments ago. 
Uh, if you do not get Watch Marquee, if you're in Comcast, then you can look at Comcast Sportsnet, which if you have Comcast, then you can watch it through there. It is the White Sox broadcast, but honestly, they do have a good team now with... Um, Hawk Harrelson is gone! Yeah. Hawk Harrelson is gone. gone. So Jason Benetti and Steve Stone do a great job. I'd rather listen to Lennon, G- Janet, JD, but it's just, it's not as unlistenable as it used to be. And I believe ESPN also has it picked up, but you're blacked out, I think, from Chicago locally. So those are yeah. your three options if you are going to be watching the game it's uh, I, go. right right i am going to live tweet uh during the game so i hope to see some of you on there uh danny we got a song to cover us to take us home yeah we do and i do want to mention that we'll be back on thursday night uh talking with eric our brewers fan friend you can finally see how ugly he is because we're a tv show now so he'll be on we'll, we'll figure out that time i'll be scheduling that so uh plan on seeing us back on thursday but yeah uh you guys, we're coming back to Wrigley, so that's the song I'm going to play. Uh, I guess let's spagog out of here. Baseball! Spagog! Spagog! I'm coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands. No ring upon my finger Because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money On sausages and beer And I was there when they wanted that year A pressured anticipation Had the city tightly rocked with a 5-3 combination As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations Who would live to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way Now we're coming back to Wrigley We're coming cities of the vanquished have to turn around and look as history is inscribed into the books. We're coming back to Wrigley. We're coming back to Wrigley. There'll be no talk of losing while the bleacher ball Boozing by the flags And we'll pay more for the peanuts We'll pay more for the beer Cause we're paying for the players That can win another year We're coming back to Just go in another 
just go in another one We're all a little tougher So let's just go in another one We're all a little tougher So let's just go in another one We're coming Twenty baby, coming back. World Series, book it. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? 
Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.